Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's stories from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Coming up on this edition, the state is suing over insulin prices. Flu cases are way up over last year. And we visit with the two drivers of the Wienermobile. But first... Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays is suing insulin manufacturers and pharmacy benefit managers over the price of insulin. We hear more in this story from Hannah Cree. The lawsuit alleges several companies coordinated to inflate the cost of insulin and kept the profits. Drug manufacturers pay pharmacy benefit managers, or PBMs, a rebate in exchange for higher priority on their drug formulary. That's the list of medications available to patients under their health insurance. And although they were originally created to try to decrease the cost of prescription drugs for consumers, pharmaceutical companies blame PBM rebates as the reason they have to keep increasing the price of insulin. The lawsuit is seeking civil penalties from several PBMs, such as OptumRx and CVS Caremark, and three insulin manufacturers, including Eli Lilly and company. In addition, the suit would also force the companies to give up their excess profits from insulin sales. I'm Hannah Curry, AZPM News. Arizona has twice as many cases of the flu going around compared to normal. That's according to the State Department of Health Services. It says it's already tracked two times more flu cases than what's typical for this time of year. Last year, Arizona saw record-breaking flu and RSV caseloads. RSV, a respiratory virus, has been at the average level so far this year, but confirmed cases of the virus have increased about 21% just since last week. Both viruses usually peak in December or January. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled today that Arizona Senate President Warren Peterson and House Speaker Ben Toma must answer questions about two voting laws. Those laws, adopted by Republicans on party lines last year, would require voters to provide more proof of citizenship or face being stricken from the voter rolls. Voting rights groups have sued the state, arguing the laws will disenfranchise legitimate voters. Peterson and Toma, who are both Republicans, intervened when Democratic Attorney General Chris Mays said she wouldn't defend every aspect of the laws. The Supreme Court denied Toma and Peterson's request to stay the decision with no explanation. U.S. Customs and Border Protection reduced vehicle processing at the Lukeville port of entry this afternoon in response to increased migrant activity at the southwest border. The Border Patrol says the continuing increase in border crossings fueled by human smuggling led them to redirect agents to assist with taking migrants into custody. In 2023, the Tucson Border Patrol sector saw nearly eight times as many migrant rescues than the previous year. It's also become a hotspot for human smuggling as many immigrants are forced to wait in Mexico before they enter the U.S. More than 60,000 solar panels now cover 160 acres near the tiny town of McNeil, about 20 miles north of Douglas. Those panels are the result of a joint partnership between a local electric cooperative and a solar company to bring more solar power to more than a thousand homes. We hear more in this report from Summer Hom. So we've got a, a 20 megawatt solar farm here. It um, can power about 3,000 homes in this area. That's Silver Springs Valley Electric Cooperative's Senior Vice President of Operations, Daniel Wilson. And um, we also have it joined with an 80 megawatt hour battery, which will extend the output of the solar field 
up to four hours into the evening after the sun goes down. The cooperative's CEO, Jason Bowling, says that it has a purchase power agreement with Silicon Ranch, the solar company that owns the solar farm. And we're able to buy it at a fixed price for the life of the contract. As part of the project, the cooperative also upgraded its McNeil substation. In McNeil, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News. The threat of space junk is extending all the way to the surface of the moon. That's one of the findings from an article that followed University of Arizona researchers tracking wayward objects through space. Tony Perkins has the story. The U of A team spent years watching a tumbling rocket stage that boosted a robotic lunar mission from China in 2014. Planetary science professor Vishnu Reddy says when the object disappeared around the far side of the moon and didn't come back, scientists using the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter took up the case. They managed to take pictures of the predicted location where we said this rocket body would impact, and they managed to find two new craters. Seeing two craters is a sign that a man-made object crashed into the lunar surface instead of an asteroid, which would have left a single crater. Reddy notes the finding is important because an expected increase in manned and unmanned missions to the moon could deposit more space junk there during the next few years. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. Flagstaff residents saw their first measurable winter snow on Friday. About an inch was expected in the city with up to a half foot in the higher elevations. High temperatures dropped about 15 degrees lower than usual. The Climate Prediction Center expects chances for a slightly wetter than normal winter are looking up, but National Weather Service forecasters say it's too early to know for sure. Starting January 1st, all those America the Beautiful interagency passes that are accepted at national parks will allow only one pass holder. Katya Mendoza has more on policy changes being made. This national change comes to ensure fairness throughout all interagency passes to prevent fraud and reduce revenue loss. What used to allow two signatures on a pass will change to only one signature line for a single pass holder. Cam Juarez with Saguaro National Park says dual signature interagency passes purchased this year will still be honored next year. We understand some folks are going to be uncomfortable with the change, but, but we, we ask them to you know, be patient with us and understand that we're trying to do this for the betterment of our national parks. The majority of the revenue made from purchases of interagency passes provides funding to improve visitor services at the park where the purchase was made. There are eight different interagency passes available to the public and are non-refundable, non-transferable, nor can they be extended or replaced if lost or stolen. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. A Sierra Vista woman has made it her mission to bring Christmas cheer to those who struggle financially in Sierra Vista's West End. Summer Hom reports that Mary Barunda hosted her 11th Santa on the West End event Sunday, which aims to help families provide Christmas gifts for their children. Christmas morning is often filled with wonder and anticipation as children await to see what gifts were left for them under the tree. This is, for some, an expected norm. What do you say? Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but for others, like Mary Borunda, Christmas gifts weren't always guaranteed, unless a local fire department in Tularosa, New Mexico, provided them. When I was a kid growing up, uh, we didn't have a whole lot. 
And so the highlight of our Christmas was going down to the, the fire station and getting a, a bag with uh, apple, orange, candy, and nuts. Burunda says years later, after moving to Sierra Vista in 1986, she started working at Safeway. And around the holiday time, families would come in, you know, shopping for their, their necessities. And I could hear kids asking, Mommy, can I have this for Christmas? Can you get me this? And she'd be like, I don't know. I don't know how Christmas is going to come. You know, I don't know if we can afford it. You just have to wait and see. And you could tell just by looking at them that they were struggling, you know. And it just kind of tugged at my heart. For the 11th year in a row, Borunda has hosted her annual Santa on the West End event, where families can bring their children to receive Christmas gifts, do take-home arts and crafts, and watch live entertainment from local sports, performing arts, and music groups. The gifts are donated by local organizations like First Christian Church, which provided 230 filled stockings full of school supplies, hygiene products, and candy. Brenda Beely, who works with the church's outreach, says that she and her husband, both former educators, want to give back to children who are in need. I just think it's important to help each other. There's always someone that needs something at some time, you know, it's just, it's important to me to help. Attendees say that the event helps families who struggle financially to provide Christmas gifts to their children. Sierra Vista resident Molly Robinson brought her two kids, a family member, and four of her neighbor's children to the event. Times are tough for everybody. It's really hard um, with the economy, and some of the children don't get very much for Christmas, and it's hard to do things in Sierra Vista if you don't have a good income. And so where I live, some of us have more money than others, and I just figured that other people's children needed to have joy for Christmas as well. Borunda says the first year she hosted the event, she had more than 40 kids show up. Now, more than 200 come each year. She says she has the event in the West End because... Most of the people that are having hard times with holidays and stuff like that live on the West End. There's some that live uh, on the other side of town, but the majority of them, like in the low-income housing or something, live here on this side and on the other side of Fry Boulevard. The event is hosted in the city's West End at the local Veterans of Foreign Wars. The Santa on the West End event and charity is a nonprofit. Borunda says it takes 30 to 50 volunteers and between two to $3,000 to put the event on. She says her desire to give back was inspired by her mother. We didn't have a whole lot, like I said, but if, it, if somebody needed something, she would find a way to help them. And I think it just kind of grew on me. Many of the attendees, including Sierra Vista resident Ashley Sturman, expressed their gratitude to Borunda for hosting the event. It's amazing and it's a great, great thing for kids, you know, especially those who don't have anything. Borunda now puts on a similar event each year in her New Mexico hometown. In Sierra Vista, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile made a quick appearance in Tucson recently for El Tour de Tucson. AZPM's Hannah Cree spent an afternoon talking to the two women in charge of driving the Wienermobile across the country. The 27-foot hot dog is glistening in the crisp November sun. Two women in Oscar Mayer t-shirts and leggings open the door on the side of the bun and jump out, smiling and waving like flight attendants on a hot dog spaceship. My name is Ann Kerr. On the road, I am Angus Ann. I am Allison Silabowski. And on the road, I'm Alley Dog. Angus Ann and Alley Dog are two of the 12 lucky people who get to call themselves Hot Dogger Class 36, an exclusive club of young marketing professionals that drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile every year. 
The women are young, enthusiastic brand ambassadors to Oscar Mayer, who both agree that being a people person is essential in getting the job. The interactions with people is the best part of this mm -hmm. job. Listening to those stories, you're like, wow, this is why the Wienermobile exists. This is why this job is so cool. The company has a Wienermobile deployed to each region of the country, and yes, they all have names. But we have um, Relish Me, Big Buns, Our Dog, Wiener, Wienermobile, Oh I Wish, Yummy. They're all like the same minus the license plate, but they all have personalities. Tucson was gifted the presence of the Wienermobile named Oscar Meyer, who goes by Oski for short and apparently carries the energy of an angsty 20-something-year-old guy. After they were officially hired this summer, Anne and Allie attended Hot Dog High, a two-week intense training program where they learned how the sausage is made, media pitching, coordinating events, and crucially, driving the vehicle. After the hot doggers graduate, Oscar Mayer apparently uses a secret formula to determine the compatibility of who they'll spend an entire year working with. We're each other's, you know, family, best friends, friends, because we're the only ones really there who understand it as well. As well as friendship, it's essential to work well together through challenges, most of which they say involve parking those huge buns. We require about four parking spots. People always ask the hardest part about even driving. It's, it's not driving, it's finding parking. Hot dogging requires wearing a lot of hats. Some days they are driving up to 13 hours, and even when the Wienermobile is parked, they're booking hotels, advertising their events, making social media posts, and even working out the logistics of getting the Wienermobile across the ocean. That was our first yeah. assignment on the road. We were loading the Wienermobile onto a cargo ship in Jacksonville, Florida to ship it to Puerto Rico because we were starting a campaign down there the following week. Allie and Anne arrived in Tucson five months into their year-long journey. And everywhere it goes, the Wienermobile is incredibly good at its job. Hi, one second. We're doing an interview in here. Okay. So sorry. We'll be here later, though. And though some may laugh, Alley Dog says the nostalgic vehicle has the power to evoke deep emotional connections from some hot dog enthusiasts. We were in Salt Lake City, Utah, and this family comes up to us, so excited, but the mom's like choking up and everything. Like, my father has recently like passed away, but it was his goal to like get in the Wienermobile, drive around, and he was never able to do it. I remember she said one thing to me, you know, he may not be able to be here, with us in person, but his spirit is like checking it off his bucket list right now. Each Oscar Mayer hot dogger only has the job for one year. With 17 states under their belt and seven months of hot dogging to go, the two women say they are relishing every moment of their unique job. I just feel like I've never felt so close and so connected to so many people. This vehicle literally has like magical powers. I'm Hannah Cree, AZPM News. That should catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. Join us again tomorrow.